Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coco Caliente, where my mom and I... Talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. Mother-daughter production. Yes, mother and daughter production. Um, so today I made the podcast topic, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, first up, uh, this is kind of more of a serious subject, but I was thinking the other day when we were on the podcast and my mom was talking about who she looks like, and she said that she looks like her dad. And I was like, yeah, you do, more like your dad than your mom. But her dad actually passed away when she was seven. So I thought it was really good that I know what her dad looks like because she always had this 8 by 10 photo on her nightstand growing or when I was growing up. And now it's still in the house. Um, So, I mean, he was the only 18 in that photo. Yeah, it was, well, senior year of high school. Okay, yeah. And he actually graduated from Mobley, so. Yeah, and I just... From that picture, I think just that one picture that I see all the time, you do have quite a resemblance to him. Um, So then I thought it would be good to, maybe your listeners don't know that you, you know, lost your dad at such a young age. And I just kind of wanted to talk about the effects of that and stuff, because really you don't talk about it a lot with me either. And I never felt like you ever acted like, oh my gosh, I grew up without a dad, you know? So I kind of wanted to dive into it a little bit. Um, what is, what are the memories that you have uh, from your dad? What do you remember of him? And that is hard. Like the older you get, the it seems like the less you can remember certain things. But there are like tons of things burned into my. He was very on hands kind of dad. So I always, you know, felt loved. And um, we lived in the city. We didn't live up here. He graduated from here. He worked construction, the same thing like my husband ended up doing. And my dad's name was Dave, and I married a Dave, so yeah. it's kind of weird. But mm-hmm. um, so we moved to the city. We lived down in Utica, and um, he, I forgot what was my question, what, all my early memories. Yeah, well, just like what you, rem- even what you remember of your house, like ever, anything, because seven years st- old. I, and I can still picture our house exactly, mm-hmm. the house we lived in in Utica. I can picture that exactly. Um I remember church is okay. This is one thing I remember about church and my dad, I had a brother and a sister with my mom and that dad. And so we were 
I'm the oldest and the Barbie's a year younger and Davy's a year younger than So two her. years younger than you. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we did go to church. We went to church every week and um, I remember like getting in trouble all the time and our punishment was, and it wasn't like we were really bad in church, but for some reason me and Davy, which... Barbie's the middle child and she always was so good in church. And she, she even one time I was like so jealous. She brought her own allowance and put it in the dish when it got passed around. And I was so like, I was like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? Like she just sneakily brought her own money and put it in the um, thing, which was a really like, it was, I was like, but I'm too busy worried about my brother hitting me in the leg or pinching me and pinching him back in church. And so every time when we got home from church, it was torture. We had to stand in the corner with our nose in the corner. And we only had to stand for 10 minutes. But the 10 minutes you had to stand in the corner, they put by our front door was a front door and then like a little wall. So both corners we got put in were right next to each other. I mean, like almost as close as when you're sitting in church. That's how like close we had to stand in a corner next to each other. Mm -hmm. So if you touched each other or talked... You got another 10 minutes at it. So it was never just 10 minutes. I was just furious. So it was just you and Davey that had to do this? I'm sure Barbie got in there sometimes, but it was, if she did something, did she Did your mommy and dad do this or was this, whose, whose rule was this? I think it was, it was probably both of them, but I remember my dad being like, I remember wanting to be good so bad because I wanted my dad to be... Like impressed. Yes. So I, that's why I think it was my dad that it was like so strict. And, mm-hmm. and he grew up with his brothers, anybody that even knows his brothers, they were all wild and mm-hmm. crazy. And it was all boys and um, fighting and whatever, but he must have just wanted a diff- us to be different. Mm-hmm. So you just had to be so, so good. Like you couldn't do anything. Like it was just kind of funny. So I do remember that. Not spankings or anything like that it was mm-hmm. and but my dad was also very 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 goofy and very kind like if he took us for ice cream the ice cream trucks came by all the time so we would um get ice cream there but if he took us somewhere and the neighbor kids wanted ice cream too he took the neighbor kids too and i can remember that like he was very very generous just, just very kind mm-hmm. all the time he was just a good person and you know, that's, that's like a distinct memory though. I can remember is the church and the, but right before he died, he wanted to get us out of the city city. So we moved about a half an hour away and it was, I don't Davisburg, but it was like in a suburb and we bought a really nice house. It was a big two story house and we all had our own bedrooms then because me and Barbie shared a bedroom before that. And we all had our own bedrooms and we'd only lived there like six months before mm. my dad was killed and um so then but yeah i well, don't remember he, a ton of yeah, stuff yeah because you were so young oh i know something else i remember too when okay. we came, we used to come up here to visit he was strict because this is another thing and this was i don't think this was just me i think this was in davy i think this was all three of us you know fighting in the car because we would did, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to, everybody nobody wanted to sit in the middle because davy would bug us in the middle so nobody wanted to sit in the middle so we'd argue in the back and he if we were on the dirt road he made us get out and walk oh my God. until we calmed down. And no, that was just torture. And we couldn't be, he'd be watching, he'd drive right in front of us, be watching in the rear view. Rear, yes. And if you were even talking at each other or making faces at each other, you could not get back in the car. So he would watch to see who can get back in the car, who can behave. Oh, Jesus. And so he literally like let us out. And, but, but he was never mean. It was just, he was just like, I think he just wanted to make sure we grew up to be good kids because he yeah. just was strict about 
the fighting and the wanting that kind to of get stuff. along and stuff. Yeah, but, getting along. Yeah. Um, okay, so people are probably wondering what happened to your dad. Um, he was he worked road construction. He had quite a drive, so he had a he always had a um pa- or a driver like they'd switch off and on, and he was on his way to work to Kalamazoo. And they switched drivers halfway. So when he got out of the vehicle to walk around to the driver's side, it was his turn to drive. And a semi um, came by and ran into him, picked him right up. Um, and I guess the semi driver fell asleep and he mm-hmm. at the wheel. And he hit my dad and like just picked him right up with the. What a freak accident. Yes. Huh? yes. Um, and then. Did you guys, what happened after your dad passed away? You guys moved and stuff, right? Yeah, we had just bought that house, but my mom was a young mom of three kids, really young, because she had me when she was 18, so then 20 and 21, you know, Mm. right around there with the other kids. So she was a very young mom, and so she needed help. So we moved up here, and we moved in with my grandma, which not even my mom's mom. We moved in with my dad's mom into her farm. Yeah, your grandma was probably so sad. Oh, my gosh. But that's Busha that we talk about. So um, that's who my mom kind of, like, she tells her stories with her Busha. But that was, like, your favorite place to pretty much go when you were a kid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just so different from the life we had in the city. Mm -hmm. It was, she milked cows, she canned, she was outside all the time. And, you know, the biggest heart, but yet no nonsense at the same time. She kept you... You know, yeah. she kept you going. But except for you said that all of um, your dad's brothers would like pick you up by the foot and like jingly, like, you know, like they'd yeah, mess they, with you a lot. They messed with all of When we moved in there, <laughs> um, three of them, I think, still lived at home because my dad was the youngest out of the brothers. And oh my gosh. And they were like literally so bad. That's why I was like, that's what I, how I know that they were, they were teenagers, but they were so bad. So I know exactly why my dad was trying to make us not be bad, but they, yeah, you'd walk by and they'd say, um, what did, what did they used to say? They used to hang up, like grab us by the feet, swing us around upside down as yeah, say upside down girl. Like just oh, something about like, where's a diaper? Pull up. Oh yeah. Or diaper. Oh yes. I did. Uh, I had, um, a lot of, I was set. What was great? Fourth grade. It was fourth grade actually when my dad died. And I started peeing the bed after that because I was just so mm. much like stress. And yeah. um, and actually, I think I don't know if I've ever told the story, but when we found out, we had just moved to that new school. So we hadn't been there very long. And they called us into the office and what, something happened where my mom could not find our shot record. And back then they were like really strict when you went to schools about mm-hmm. getting, having to get shots. So they said, she said, we might have to get some of our shots over again. So when they called us in there and I saw me, I was in there and then they called Barbie and Davey in there and we're sitting there. And then there was two people in there. I started like crying immediately. I'm like, cause I hate shots. And I was like, I do not want, I don't want to get any shots. I don't want to get it. Cause they handed us Kleenex. Mm. So I thought that we were going to get shots. Never would you dream when you're that yeah. little that your dad died. But so they told us in that office at school that my dad died. So then after that, I was just screaming, like, I want to get shots. I want to get shots. Oh, I, I so want my sad. dad. I want to get I want to get the shots. So mm-hmm. that's what happened. And so after that, I started peeing the bed. I started having yeah. nightmares. And once we moved up to my grandma's, I would mm-hmm. pee the bed. Yes. Yeah. So they would always say, we're going to go get you some pull-ups. Yeah. And, and I would like... But they should have had my gra- some Well, my grandma... Cu- no, they're, they're li- literally... They were both teenage bad boys. They were like mean. 
but my grandma would yell. Like but she they just lost in, a brother. And my grandma kept him in her closet. Um, the pull-up. So, yeah, so they weren't even supposed to know about them because she kept it a secret. You know, she would like, because I, I ended up sleeping, the house wasn't that big, so I ended up like sleeping in my grandma's room with her. And um, my grandpa, and she's like, you have to wear pulps because you cannot pee my bed. <laughs> so they would, um, yeah. you know, tease me about that. It only lasted uh, a few months, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, yeah. it was. So then after that, well, your mom got remarried and stuff. But like when you were growing up, did you ever feel like, because you always had a, a father figure, right? Because your mom was married. Is that, so you kind of. How did you feel growing up, I guess? Like, did you ever call anyone else dad or anything? Uh, yeah, my mom was married quite a few times after that. I don't think she could ever. She actually married my, while we were living there, my dad's brother mm-hmm. also got divorced at that time. And so he was divorced and he was living back at home too. And so my mom started dating my dad's younger brother and they eventually got married and Which back in the day, that is more common than you think. Like for me, I thought, to, oh my to gosh. take care of people. Yeah, like you so. like, like are your best friend. Like you take, you feel devoted to take care of them and like the three kids, right? So that's, that's when they, she was talking about last week with Tiffany. That's her, Tiffany's dad. Yes. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so they, that's why they're 10 years apart. So my mom and him had two kids together and I cannot... I do not think I called him dad ever. No. So that was like a no. And then he also died um, working construction. He was uh, worked on bridges and it wasn't even his, they were like doing jackhammering, which is like drilling the bridge and somebody else's who was doing it was actually scared of that because they, and they're supposed to be like, like restrained and stuff, you know, but he was scared to do it because it was like, in a scary spot. So they just switched spots. And when he started jackhammering, like, a, a, and I was young then too. I was still like only like, t- this only happened a few years later. So I can't remember exactly how old I was, but so I don't know if the story's exactly right, but the bridge broke and he fell like, and they said he died before he even hit the ground because it was such a long, a long fall. The whole bridge like collapsed that he, where he was jackhammering. And Tiffany, and, just brings- and Tiffany was only like a couple months old at this point, and JR was one. So they never really well, knew their dad. Be- so they didn't know their dad even less than I yeah. knew mine, you know. Well, and and what was I going to say about that? Shoot, I don't remember. But yeah, that is, I mean, that's, oh, that takes me back to thinking about Busha. Like, because now she just lost another kid. Yes, and yes. And that's like that's like a mother's worst nightmare. You and know? she lost her husband in between those two. Mm-hmm. She, my grandpa died in between those two, also of a heart attack, like right in the right in between that time, also. And then um, the third dad, I don't remember calling him dad. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to remember because it's like you barely even know these people now. I think you know once yeah, they're just like cause... they're so out of your life. But it was, I think, the fourth one that, yes, I did. And that was... Is that the one that I know? No. No. Oh, okay. So it's not your grandpa, no. Yeah. Um, it was... And and my mom didn't marry him until I was actually, like, 15. But he... I don't know. I just kind of did. Kind of did, you know. And now we have no... 
no relationship. He's moved to Florida. And I mean, it's kind of sad. I think it was just really hard on him. Actually, he didn't have kids of his own. So I think when him and my mom got divorced, it was just hard on him. Mm-hmm. And he, and he like, yeah, oh. just never came around again. But so no, I never, <coughs> ever felt like my dad was replaced. Like, well, I didn't, I don't had, think that no, but anybody I'm saying would feel like, that. I hope not like that. I wouldn't want to ever feel replaced or anything, but I meant like... Like, did I buy him Father's Day cards and stuff? Yes, like, because that's what we were like supposed to do. you had somebody that like fully had your back as a dad? Like, if you needed... Like, how I know that I have like a dad that would do anything, cry for me, on my, like crying, bawling no. on my wedding day, you know, no. That's what I didn't De- feel... Definitely not. I didn't feel like that you ever really had that. No, definitely not. I, I basically just counted on my mom. That's it. Yeah. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. And then Busha kind of took maybe a little bit of a place of like another person you could depend on for a little while. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because you were the oldest too. So your siblings would maybe more depend on you. So I feel like it's just kind of all over the place, but... Yeah, and, and I I don't know how they feel. I have no idea. I've never even we've never like discussed it. Like if they've mm-hmm. ever thought of any of them like as an actual dad. No, no, and and I mean I am like in the the stepdads that come out and be really good dads like that. That's amazing because yeah. it, it takes a lot, and I see it all over. Yeah, I me just, too. I know a lot of people yeah. who are or even they so get divorced good. and they're like, hey, I still want to be in your even though they're not like a blood related dad. They were married in and they've been in this kid's life for five years. They still want to be the dad, and that's like really nice. And I don't feel like any of we've them- never had any of them that stayed in our life after. No. Yeah. Like at all. That's pretty messed up, I feel like. Yeah, like, and yeah, we've never had any of them. They just, we, my mom moved on and that was it. There was no, like, so you, you didn't go visit. And, and some of them had children. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, they were your stepbrothers and stepsisters for years, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then, but then you don't even, I mean, I might have them on my Facebook friends and that's it. You know, they're, I don't have them. Yeah, that's so weird. And sometimes people will call themselves like siblings for the rest of their life and be siblings. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But other than that, it's just like, okay, our parents got married today. We're siblings tomorrow. We're nothing. That's kind of odd, huh? And I only consider the only brothers and sisters that I have are like the ones that my mom had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause even, even the second, my second stepdad, my dad's brother already had a son and so he stayed with us every other weekend. Like he was, which he was, he was also my cousin first. And now I would consider him just my cousin. And I don't even, and he is actually brothers to my younger sister. And they, they don't even call each other. It's weird. Yeah, you know, none is. of the, nobody did any work to make sure that we all stayed in each other's lives ever. So nobody ever, you know, nobody ever did. Yeah. And that's pretty freaking sad, honestly. Um, cause you were little at the time too. So it's hard for you to, cause you said, you told me the other day that you had to go back after 10 years of not really seeing your Busha, go back and establish that relationship again. Because yeah. So like, and you're the only one that really did it out of all your siblings for years to where when I was a kid, I thought my mom was the only one related, related to-, to Busha because I didn't like know and make the connection. And so now I know that like my aunt Barbie and Davy and all them are, were and Tiffany kind of, that was their grandma too. So yeah, it's just crazy because family can be anybody. You don't have to be blood related, but you have to put in the effort and you have to like, I don't know. 
it's well the, the adults have to, the adults have to put in the work yeah. like like after my stepdad died my mom and my grandma got into I don't even know why, but they did not talk forever. So I had to, yeah, I literally mm-hmm. had to write letters and put them in them because, you know, my mom would let me write her letters and stuff. So I, and I flew off to Florida like once, mm-hmm. I think, with her at that point after that. Um, like if I begged and stuff, I could, um, but I didn't see her like hardly at all until mm-hmm. I got married at a young age, until I could drive. 16, I started like actually seeing her. You know, again, mm-hmm. a little bit, but still, you're just you're a teenager. But then, once I got married, like me and Dave were, we went over all the time. Then I really built yeah. my relationship back that I had as a child, like with her mm-hmm. again, and with you guys, like right from the beginning, I did. Right. Yeah, I always always knew who she was, um, which was really cool. So then, um, at your wedding, then did somebody walk you down the aisle? Yeah, my mom and actually the one that you considered like the closest thing to a dad. Yes, he did walk me. And your parents and but grandma wasn't married to him at the time. She she was, but it was right before they got divorced. It was like so they were already having like they were still together at the wedding. So then did you did do a daddy and daughter dance? I don't think so. No, I I do not think so at all. Yeah, I think my only dance was with Dad. dad. Yeah, I didn't do. No, yeah. that. Okay, well, do you have any other things you want to add on to that at all? I just know that I don't think a lot of people know that about you because you don't, like, make it a thing to know. But it's something that I feel like really definitely had to shape who you are because not having your dad at such a young age. My biggest fear in life is not watching Arrow grow up. So I'm sure that was your dad's fear, too, you know, and then he couldn't be there for you. And then, yeah, and it's, um, the weirdest thing though, like, even though we lived in the city back then, we, we, in Ubley is a small town and we have one, we have a funeral home actually in our town. So we have a funeral home. And so I, I honestly can still picture the funeral to this day, the, the, his face, the everything, like I can remember, I remember touching him, mm-hmm. like grabbing his hand, the color, you know, the weird color, because that was that would have been my first funeral, I'm sure, oh. for sure, for sure. So, mm-hmm. and so I'm still like everybody almost in our town that you know goes to that funeral home. Most of them don't use the surrounding towns, and so like every time I go in there, I am still ill. Like I still yeah. am like ill, whether it's like even if it's like Someone, a ninety year yeah. somebody ninety who had a good life, and we're just going to pay yeah. our respects. Like my gut, the minute I, nothing's changed. If anybody that lives in our town knows that funeral home looks the exact same today that it has looked that many years ago. And so that's just, that's the only thing. It's like, I walk in and it's, you know, other funeral homes don't do it to me, it's, you know, cause I'm, but that one, it just automatically, that it's one, like, I don't have that experience, but that funeral home here also gives me the heebie jeebies because it's just like, I think I've gone to too many there. Does that make sense? Like just, it's just, yeah, probably 80% of the funerals I've went to are there, but I haven't, I, yeah, that has to be really hard for you. And I can't believe that you can still remember that after all these years. Well, I can, but also like, it's sad that you still remember that, but that show that we just watched from scratch or whatever, remember? Yeah. Um, which is a really tearjerker on Netflix if you're interested, but I was just thinking like how they had that woman talking with okay turn this down if you haven't watched and you're gonna watch i don't want to spoil it it'll just be like one second but like how that woman was like you need your daughter to like 
feel him when he's gone and see him when he's gone. Cause I never knew what would like, what would be, I feel like seeing him would be traumatizing, but maybe you needed that to realize that he's gone. I don't know. Your mom probably just thought like, Oh yeah. I think, yeah, I think at that age, fourth grade already, I needed to do, definitely do that. But, but did Davey and I mean, and I remember, yeah, but I remember like thinking to myself, should I hang on to his hand? Should I, you know yeah. what I mean? But I did it like, and it's just like, so I still have that feeling and yeah. I've only done that. There's only probably been a few people like my grand, just a few people now that I've ever touched mm-hmm. once they're, you know, in the casket again, like grab their hand or grab yeah. them. But I mean, like my dad, I felt everything and yeah. I was just like, so it's just that feeling still like, yeah. it was like the scared to touch him, but wanting to try to see if he woke up and, yeah. you oh know, my God. And I have the- to change the topic. I'm going to cry. Okay. Well, that was that. Sorry for that, like sad discussion, but I think that anybody that can relate to that as well, it's, it's kind of, um, good to talk about and something that you didn't maybe know about my mom. And when I think about it, it's sad. Cause that's like my grandpa that I never even got to meet or anything. And so I've always just kind of had one grandpa, right? Yeah. I mean, I've had like people play the role with my grand other grandma for sure, but my dad's dad. And, um, that's always been like my grandma and grandpa. And then my mom's mom is my grandma. So you know which one I'm talking about by if they're paired up or not. Okay. So a couple, um, change of topic, So, okay, I guess I can tell you this is so embarrassing, I feel like for me, and I wasn't going to tell anybody, but here I am. So I just got back from the dentist. Um, My eye, nose, and mouth is numb. And well, you know this mom, but I just don't, I didn't want the listeners to judge me. But okay, I never had a cavity at all. Um, Growing up. Growing up. No, actually, until I had a baby. Okay. So I never had any cavities. I, I was like, man, I'm so cool. I have no cavities. I went back there last week or no, like last month. And you guys, they found four cavities. Okay. Granted, they were little, but now they're all filled. But I was so embarrassed and I know exactly why, because once I had a baby, I literally stopped like brushing my teeth for a long time in a row sometimes. Cause I was like, baby comes first. I literally stopped caring for myself. And just like that, four cavities came. So now I am like back to taking care of my teeth, but I can't believe it happened so quick. And, and that's funny that she's telling you guys because when she came back the first day from the first appointment, she came and told me, she goes, don't you tell Jesse I have any cavities. And I still have not told, told Jesse she has any cavities. No, you can, I w- because I think I've just come to like, it is what it is, but I went my whole life without any and I, I know what it is. I literally would just be like, oh, I can't, I'm so tired. I can't brush my teeth. So I'm just... And she told me she played, when she didn't tell me that teeth brush and things she said it's because victor he wants to eat all these he got me he has me yeah eating and all these he sweets. has me eating sweets she while said, I, I was never, she said i never used to eat sweets now i love sweets yep that's it too so both of those things in a year and a half combined so anyways you said they're really tiny cavities though yeah so they're really tiny so they're just like wanted to fill them so that way they wouldn't Don't like progress into- and get worse and it was actually like not painful at all it was like totally totally fine and they did two last week and then two this week and it was over and done with super easy and my tongue wasn't even numb or anything so and jesse just had his like a year didn't he just a year or two ago have his first cavity yeah too? we went because our friends would always have cavities and vic told me he had tons of cavities when he was like seven years old and he's like the cleanest person i know 
So I know sometimes it's like genetics or whatever, but ever since then he's like, he's like, yeah, I had like seven cavities. I'm like, what? It's like, I have no <laughs> cavities. Like, I'm just thinking like, that is so gross, but now I, now I got some. No, it, it, it is, you can't, it doesn't just, it's hereditary. It's not, no, but I'm saying it definitely isn't just from not brushing, brushing your teeth because well, I, it's from, I, I had cavities growing up too. Don't you think it's from sugar sitting on your teeth though? I think it's probably a lot of things, but I think a lot of it is hereditary. Like if mm-hmm. people, you know, teeth, I think is t- like hereditary and dad has really good teeth. So I think that's why you and Jesse got yeah, lucky because I didn't. I did have cavities and stuff growing up. Mm-hmm. So, and Dave has really, really good teeth. So I think that's where Nicole and Jesse got that from is literally is Dave, not from me. Yeah, by any so means. maybe I should. Maybe I won't share the cavity thing. Should I? Is it embarrassing? No, it's not embarrassing. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, I have. This is weird. Okay, FOMO. Mom, do you have fear of missing out? Do you have FOMO? Do you know what that is? I didn't is? even know what FOMO was. You, you never heard of that? I think it's I a big do. thing. Fear of missing like what? Fear of missing out. So seven out of ten millennials which I'm a millennial, has fear of missing out. Just anything could be a concert, could be hanging out with your friends. But like if somebody's doing something and you're not doing it, do you feel, you can either feel sad and depressed, jealous, or I forget the other emotion. It's not a good emotion. Irritated, I think, of like, oh, they're going and doing this and I'm not. You know what I mean? I do not have FOMO now Mm -hmm. at all. Um, um, but I probably, I think it's normal and I probably did like younger, definitely, definitely. And yeah, the biggest thing like that I did not touch on with my dad's and my mm-hmm. mom's marriages is I, how much I jumped schools. So jumping mm-hmm. schools all through from fourth grade till 10th grade was my last move, making new friends constantly. That was very, very, very difficult and like, yeah, so sometimes you'd go there and so, mm-hmm. yeah, then you would have, so I know I would have had that, you know, at different times because it's like, they already have their groups of friends and they'll be all, well, we're all doing this, you know, and yeah. I don't mean anything by it, but yeah. And, yeah. and, and besides my mom didn't let me do a lot either. So I had to stay home a lot because I had the younger brothers and sisters and I had to watch them. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely, definitely in my teenage years, I had that and maybe later on in life a little bit, but mm-hmm. now, no. The, since I've had you guys, not maybe rare occasion, but no. And what I about think, you? No, I don't. But I think it's because since I feel like I've been born, I haven't watched you have FOMO. Do you know what I mean? I don't have FOMO and I actually have, I get anxious because I don't have it and it doesn't motivate me to go do things with people when sometimes I feel like I need a social setting. So I think Vic kind of, Vic Def has FOMO. I feel like a lot of people on the internet have FOMO. They said like 56% of like even Facebook users, like your age, let's say like your friend goes to Hawaii or Costa Rica. I'd say a lot of people your age might be like, oh, why am I not? Oh, why am I not going there? You know, where I'm just kind of like, oh, like looks fun, but like I'm great at home type thing. And I think that it's super weird. So I wanted to bring up that. It actually worries me that I don't have FOMO. And I was just laying in bed the other night and I'm like, man, I'd be a lot more um, social and maybe even successful and stuff if I did have a little bit of FOMO. But I did have FOMO getting back on like 
all stars and stuff. Like if I wouldn't have got back on all stars, I would have been, or at least asked, I think I would have had FOMO. And I actually think your part of it though is more irritated. Like if, <laughs> I don't know if that was one of them, but yeah, yeah you would just, you just get irritated, but you get over it fast. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the same with me. If something like bugs me, like, well, why was I not invited to oh, that? That's not, really it's weird. It's not, not being invited though, but we can talk about that separately. Oh. It's just like, it's not the not invited part. I guess that's different. It's just like you have the ability to do it. Like, are you going to go to this concert with your friends just because you don't want to miss out? Or are you fine oh, staying home? Oh, That's like I, what I'm FOMO fine, is. I'm fine staying home. I'm like, yeah. don't ask me. Don't ask. Yeah. Now, I actually have a friend who I feel really... You know what? Mine's the opposite. Like, I have the guilt feelings because I have certain friends that literally message me to do something like it used to be like weekly and then I'd go to monthly and now it'll be like six months since they asked me. And I know why they don't ask me because I always say no. And so my guilt feelings are like, oh my gosh, like I haven't heard from them and this is my fault. Like, and mm-hmm. not, and it's, but I'm content to not go out. And so, I mean, I know like say I do want to do something, hang out with them. I'm going to have to definitely be the one to reach out because yeah. they've always reached out and I don't. And I don't respond, you know, mm-hmm. I just say, mm, I'm good, you know. And- um. Okay, so this is how the FOMO thing came up. I'll like just say real quick. So we, Saturday, I was having um, a couple friends over and then their spouses. And it was like going to be a really fun game night and everything. And I was having a really, really good time. My mom and dad were there and Arrow was there. So then it kind of makes things difficult because he's starting to get tired, right? And so for me, I look around, my mom is having a good time. My dad, if he's in sight of Arrow, like Arrow's clinging to him and I'm the one that breastfeeds and Victor, he really doesn't want anything to do with Victor and Victor, he'd just cry if like Victor went and like rocked him or something. So I know that he's used to me breastfeeding him to sleep and laying with him by 730. It's already like 8, 830. And he's getting cranky and kind of disturbing all the games. So I knew like, okay, you know, I'll take one for the team and I'm going to go and I'm going to go play with him in his room, tire him out, try to get him to sleep. Well, anyways, I get him to sleep at like 8.45 and my friends are out there playing and I had like, I'm, I knew they were having fun because I could hear them laughing. I knew Victor's a good um, host and my mom is super fun. My mom and dad are super fun to play games with and they're also friends with them. So I'm like, everyone is content and I had zero FOMO. And I was like, man, is something wrong with me? The fact that I'm not like wanting to be out there. Like I wanted to be out there, but I was okay not being out there. Do you and get what Vic, I'm saying? And Victor actually even went back there to see if you yeah. wanted to come play a round or two of something. And then and I was he was going to sit back pajamas. there and you yeah. said, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, so then then I'm like, gosh, but I, I said the only thing that would have got me out there is if I thought they weren't being taken care of, like, or they weren't having fun, you know, cause I put that on myself, but I just want everyone to have fun. And like, I was like, man, this is awesome. Well, <laughs> I was really tired. Well, that day. We, did, we, we were tired. We got up at 5 a.m. Cause we did a craft, mm. um, a craft bazaar with yeah. the Franny and the Fox. So I was exhausted too. And I didn't even know if I was going to be able to come, but I was like, oh, she's going to need help with Arrow too. But then I actually had a couple glasses of wine and the games are you fun. You never get to like do anything. I feel like it, you get to do less than I do, because if I go on date night, you're watching him, you know, so I'm like, this is perfect. And I felt like I was having as much fun as you guys were just by listening to everyone and just laying there and, 
And so, I mean, I'm, and they didn't leave till like 1130 or something. So everyone had a good time. Yeah. And I thought that they were going to, cause they had babysitters to go to, but we got out one, another game. And then I, I just wanted to keep playing. It was so much fun. You have fun. to tell them about play, what you play, did play, with, play. tell them what you did with the werewolf thing. What's the game? Is it called Once Upon a Werewolf or Werewolf? What is it called? The oh, game? Werewolf. Oh, shoot. No. I don't know what Once Upon a Werewolf. I think it's called Werewolf. But on the box, I think it says Once Upon a Werewolf. Yeah, it's a were- It's a game anyways where you close your eyes and you you pick a card and then you close your eyes and it's an app on your phone and it tells you what to do. It'll tell you like... So everyone has a different role. Like Yeah, some roles mm-hmm. have do nothing. They just sit there the entire time. And then some roles will say if it says you're the troublemaker, you'll switch two people's card around. Or if you're mm-hmm. something else, you get to see. If you're the werewolf, you open your eyes and you can see for other werewolves. But it tells you when to each role, when yep. to open your eye, when to close your eye, what to do. And the goal is to find the werewolf at the end and like discuss. Everyone has to tell why they're not guilty. Why so they're so, not the werewolf. Yeah. Why, how, and try to prove it. But you can fib because you, mm-hmm. you want, if you're the werewolf, you need to hide it, you know? Yeah. So anyways, we're playing this and Dave <laughs> my, is obsessed with Halloween. So he bought these, the two ugliest Halloween masks you've ever seen this year, especially this one is like a really old lady with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And it has like, um, it's scary, it's isn't scary. it? It's so ugly. And anyways, so I just, it was like, we were played like about seven rounds by this time. So I went, I knew Dave had it in the car. So I went out to the, when I went to the bathroom, I went and put it under my shirt. And right before the last round, like, or the the last, um, when they say, open your eyes, I hurried and put it on so that when everybody opened their eyes, I had that scary mask on. <laughs> oh my God. Ashley jumped right on her. She was next told to me. me. She looked over and she screamed. <laughs> yeah, she did. She looked at me and she screamed. It was just so <laughs> That's funny. That's like the funniest thing ever. I wish I could have seen that. Cause I didn't let, Dave knew I was going to get it cause I asked him if it's in the car, but besides that, like nobody knew it. Then I just sat there, you know, and so you open your eyes and you're just like, everybody is excited to say why they're not the werewolf and then they just look at me and they're like I, can i am i allowed to post that picture on the no it's so ugly i don't want you to post it <laughs> oh my gosh it's so so fun but anyways that's a really fun game i yeah, actually want to play again when Victor's family Mari- comes up i think mariah got us on yeah she the my wedding week but some people you either love it or hate it i'm going to be honest because people will accuse you of lying and if you don't lie like you, you no, get, I love it. It's like Big Brother. It's that's what it is. I like it too, but like there's a lot of people who don't because they they the can't people take that don't, people. They're they're defensive. Like it's like you have to realize it's a game. Like and I can tell when people are lying really easily. I feel like and so it pisses people off. You know because I know you guys really well. But yeah, Jesse's uh, girlfriend Ashley does not like it because I think that she, I don't know why she doesn't like it, but. She's not into it. And somebody else. There was somebody does else. Does Jacqueline that, like it? I can't remember. I don't know if she, I don't think Jacqueline likes it. I don't it. think she likes it either. Well, I felt bad. Even Nicole, the, I accused her of <laughs> lying hard the first two times, like when we just played Saturday night. And I felt like she was getting mad at me. Like, she said, why do you keep looking at me? Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And here <laughs> she wasn't lying either time, but I, oh my gosh, the one time I was so, so sure it was her. <laughs> and that's all just part of the game. So as long as you just take it. But maybe people do feel, I don't know if Victor's family will like it because maybe you just feel like 
You can't take it personally, maybe, you know? Well, I grill everybody. So everybody kept saying I was the one. It, and when I never, I never was it. I got the boring card like 80% of the time, the villager, and you got to do nothing. So that's why at the end, I would actually talk and try to figure Jesse it out. Jesse loves it though, doesn't he? Jesse is obsessed with it Jesse's like I am. Jesse's hilarious at it because Jesse makes no sense with it. So you never know if he's telling the truth or not. He's a complete wild card. We had everyone, he had everyone cracking up. Remember Megan playing with him? But remember he opened his, he, you're not supposed to have your eyes open like unless it's your role and somebody's afterwards said it the one time and they said they open their eyes and there's jesse standing sitting wide-eyed when he's Staring nobody at- else is supposed to be having their eyes open they're like i don't even know what to do like to do their task they couldn't do it they open it and there's him staring. with his just staring with his eyes wide open oh my gosh you guys have you guys should check it out it's just it's great for the holidays because um and you can kind of get to know You'll have to link it on Amazon so yeah. that they can find it, it's so they can really see what fun. it is. It's really, really it's, fun. It's it's you you need a good group size group at least. I would say six or seven to play it in yeah. for it to be fun because you want to have a lot. You put in on your phone the roles. That's why you get to pick which cards to use and which you know mm. ones to not use based on the other game I played was Nicole brought it and it was called Chameleon and I felt like I was trying to convert it into Werewolf and it's not, but it's. Where everybody gets a a code card and then besides one person, so everyone knows what the word is. So let's say that we're trying to say, describe like ice cream. Well, you don't want to be super obvious with it because one person doesn't know what the word is. And so at the end, you have to figure out like who just tried to blend in by everyone else's words. And people can get fired up on that too because they're like, no, I'm not, I'm not the chameleon, you know? So we kind of like those types of games, but I think werewolf is way more fun. So if you're going to choose between the two, um, and then I have a couple more things. Are you good still, mom? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, so we went to Frankenmuth this weekend and I just wanted to say like two times that I felt like really embarrassed that I felt like I shouldn't have been embarrassed because of how the world is now okay mom we went to a really good or we went to a dinner we went to prost which is a cool wine bar place and um we had like a really really good waiter super good and um he was actually in nursing school and stuff and he was like talking with us i feel like he like went out of his way to like be really great because we had arrow and all that and so then victor's like buying this dinner right and so then Victor's like puts his card in and then, well, I put Victor's card in and then Victor hurried up and hit the tip or whatever. And Victor hit 20%. Okay. And for some reason, like my face went like completely like red. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, we needed a tip more than 20%. The options were 20, 25 and 30. And so then I like, I was like all frazzled. And then I, we got out. I'm like, Victor, he was a really good waiter. Like why didn't we tip? And that place is more expensive than other places usually, you know, eating. I'm like, why didn't you tip more? And he's like, Nicole, you want me to tip one fourth of the cost of our meal and stuff? And I was just like, no, I guess like 20% is good. Like it's supposed to be good. But like, why do I feel bad tipping 20%? Like I don't already want, I mean, it's normal can be 30%. What's it going to be in like five more years? I'm stressed about it. So anyways, I felt bad and I don't feel like I should have felt bad. You know, mom? No, I wouldn't have felt bad. No? No. No, I know, but it, it's just like it makes you feel like you picked the lowest one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fifth, used to be 15, 18, and 20. Some and of now, them still are. I think now it's, it's I, 20, 25, and 30. And I'm like, 30 bucks on like a $100 check. Like, it's just a lot. 
It, it is. It makes it harder and it, it makes it like you being able to go out to eat less. And I think they get paid a lot better wages, you know, now too. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. And it, it, it depends on if they share tips or if they get their own tips. Like there's a lot of variables for it. And um, I, I don't think you should ever like, you know, I don't think you should ever feel bad about it. Um, yeah, it just, it, it just felt like it was like a weird feeling because I felt and like embarrassed. Like we just like didn't tip and we did because if it would have said like 18, 20 and 25, I think I would have felt fine. But it was like, I felt like, oh my gosh, we picked the low, he picked the lowest one. So it was weird. I don't like that. That 20% is the lowest one. I don't think that that's like right. And as a people pleaser and stuff, I don't, for me, it gives me anxiety you know okay and then i know and and it makes it hard like sometimes like sometimes it's easier to tip on a card because of that but then sometimes it's easier to tip cash because um you don't have to you know figure that out because i have a question like this is a question for you guys and based based on tipping if you order to go Mm -hmm. like to go just food and you're going to pick it up not mcdonald's or something but at a restaurant that you could eat in at you know a pizza restaurant wherever or a regular Mm -hmm. nice restaurant and you order to go meals and you pay with your card and they had those options on there yeah 20 25 and 30 what would you do when it's a to-go would you put um you know no tip would you do the 20 because it's the lowest or would you do like a you can do a custom tip and just give less like i'm just curious like what people should you tip the exact same when you're that you would do if you're eating in or getting it to go so i'm just i'm curious on you know how people feel about that and most of the time you know um and then some places don't have that at all on there when you go and pay with a card to eat so then it's like okay so then if i just and picking up something and I hand them $5 and I think that that's good because it's, I just got something little to go. Is it not good? Because it's not 20% because there wasn't no button on there. Like they don't have buttons. So does that mean they don't expect tips? And that's another thing too, is like the price of the meal. So this person might be trying to save you money and telling you the deals. And then at the end of the day, it's screwing over his tip because it's 20%. Like that's messed up too. So like, I don't like the percentage. I, I wish it was just like, per person that's kind of a good idea like per person for a normal meal whether your meal is because then don't you feel bad sometimes when you go in and me you and arrow can all eat for 15 dollars, and it says you're supposed to leave like we never do that. no we don't but i know people do because it's fifth it whatever it's the 20 it's just it's just different i don't know there's so many levels to that yeah yeah that is like it's um but talking about we were just talking about date nights and stuff i'll have to tell you what we did to nicole last week she they called she told me that me and Dave planned on, I had the day off that day from working with her and Victor was home and she... No, and, Victor wanted to do it, take me on a date night. I but me and Dave had already decided to go out to dinner that night because we hadn't gone out to dinner in a long, long time by ourselves or whatever. So we had already talked about it. We were going to dinner and Nicole mentioned, Victor might call you later because he wants to go out to eat and I didn't say anything or whatever. Then he texted me and um, said, whatever, hey, do you want to go? And I said... And then he called like five minutes later because I didn't text back right away. And he said, did you get my text? And I said, oh, yeah, I was just discussing it with Dave, you know, to see. But I didn't tell him either that we were going to planning on going out to eat. So I just said, yeah, yeah, we'll watch and bring him on over. And so Dave's like, well, we're still going to eat. Let's." And we already had it picked out. We were going to Rachel's. So that's where Dave wanted to go. And um, so I'm like, well, hopefully they go somewhere else and we'll just take Aaron out on with us or whatever. And anyway, so they 
I said, where are you guys going? They went to Rachel's. So they were like only five minutes in front of us because they dropped Arrow off and we were already getting ready. And I saw mom had makeup on and I said, are you guys going somewhere? Because they wanted the car seat. I was like, you look like dressed up. And she's like, no. (laughs) Well, no. So anyway, so they went in and they got their table and there's like uh, outside's kind of like a, what kind of patio Patio seating, covered patio. So I said, can we sit somewhere where they have no idea we're here? Because they're on their date night, but... We had already planned to come. So it worked out perfect. So we sat and ate out there. And mm-hmm. and then um, they, when they were leaving, they saw us. That and we was, picked Arrow. And then we just took Arrow home with us. But it was it made me feel bad. The, I was like, okay, I can take my son to eat. But like, the funniest thing is that the waitress came out. And we know them all really well. Yeah. She comes out and she's like, you ordered them fettuccine. But they ordered them a fettuccine meal to go. Do you want me to? What do you want me to do? I said, oh, no. Just let them order the kid's fettuccine meal to go. He'll eat that tomorrow. It's, don't say anything. So I was mm-hmm. like... Um, and here, Dave, I didn't even know that he did at the end, but he sent a picture to them while they were in there, like right when they were about done, right? Yeah, it was cute. But I didn't know. And, um, and they came out and I just ordered, Nicole's probably thinking, you don't want me ever order dessert, but I had ordered arrow pumpkin pie and ice cream and cool whip. Mm-hmm. So he was just having, um, dessert when, and so Nicole sat down actually and ate dessert with him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was really freaking goes, good. I'm going to get that next time I go there. I don't usually like pumpkin pie, but that was different. It was good. Um, okay. Well, we... Oh, yeah. And I, and I did just put a post on the thing. So for our next one, if you have any questions or anything you want to know so that there's more things um, that, like, that interest you that you want to talk about. But I did have somebody message me a couple questions and I'll answer them quick. And I'm... Um, oh, what do you think... When do you... And this is a topic. I The funniest thing is... The per- they messaged me this and I was going to put a poll on our page because I'm curious about this for all of you guys. When do you put up your Christmas tree? Like, when do you think it's proper to put up your Christmas tree? Well, you can put it up whenever you want, obviously. And I did just see statistics say that the earlier you put it up, like the happier you are. So heck, I you could put it up now. Um, growing up, you always did the day after Thanksgiving. And that was because we got real trees. And so mm-hmm. it is really hard. That's why I think it makes a huge, huge difference on what you do is if you have a fake tree, they're going up already. Yeah. You know, they're going up already. If you have a real tree, I think the Thanksgiving weekend is the soonest that they sell them in our area. Well, um, and then otherwise they'll die too soon. Usually the needles will fall. I don't off. even think they open though till that weekend around um, anywhere that I know of. So I don't think it's not too... The best thing about putting it up now, I'm going to tell you one good thing, you get to enjoy it. It doesn't... It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to for go one month, dig yeah. out all your Christmas stuff, especially for... Ours is under the crawl space in the basement. So we got to crawl on your knees, dig mm-hmm. all these bins out, go through them, see and what this, you want to use. It's such a happy time too. So why not like prolong it another month? Because yeah, because it's already going to be December and then it's like, then you got to put it all away, you know? Yeah, yeah, so and I mean, maybe I'll put mine up soon. Yeah, so that is like a question. So that's it. And then they asked if um, about Christmas cards. And the funniest thing about this Christmas card thing is um, they said, how many Christmas cards because of the postage? How many do you mail out? And like with postage, will you mail less? And and yes, postage is expensive, but that won't affect my Christmas card sending. I, would, I don't even think of that part of it. But I do seem like I send... Less. less and less. And actually, I was going through a box of stuff, then I was cleaning out some stuff yesterday, and I found a bunch of old Christmas cards that I had saved through the years, and I 
I'm talking like tons. And when I went through them, I could not believe how many people are not around anymore that wrote these cards, are um, divorced that wrote these cards, and what was my other part of them? Grown up. They're just, no, it's just, it was crazy. Or don't know that I didn't even know who some of them were. Mm -hmm. Like I had, I do remember after, but they'd have all the people named on the, Mm -hmm. and they'd write a nice message. I'm like, who are these people? Back in the day, Christmas cards, I remember were were just, but they were just like the cards, no pictures. They were just like a nice Christmas card that like flapped open, yeah. like old school oh, yeah. with a message. And now it's everyone sending pictures well, mo- of people their kids. People have kids send pictures. I yeah. love, and I love yeah. getting Christmas cards and I love getting people's kids pictures. So mm-hmm. I am going to start sending out more so that part won't affect me. But it was like so cool to like sit there and look at these cards. And um, but if you, if the- I ended up throwing away, away about 80% of them and I still saved like 20% when I went through this box because like for my Busha and she wrote me a nice message and just different people that are gone or like little kids that had, that are now adults that signed these. And so they were kind of like, you know, um, it was a cool find. So yeah, but, but some of them, like my uncles are almost all gone and I had cards from all of them. And then, and yeah, a lot of people that are just not together or, uh, or they only had one kid at that time now, and now they have like four. Like it was just really mm-hmm. cool because I just saw like yeah. all through the years, like the different, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to save them all. And none of them were pictures. They were all card yeah. cards. But so yeah, in answering that, I think, you know, it's up to each individual. And well, and I, lo- part- I love getting Christmas cards. So I-, I would love to send them. The money part though, if it is affecting you, then I would say, that because stamps are over 50 cents each, which is quite a bit. So then I would say that maybe you can advice would be to budget a little more on the, maybe home, make your Christmas card. So it's cheaper. Cards can be expensive too, but I'm just saying like, so what I did for arrows invites when I sent out stuff for his first birthday was I just like made a four by six picture on Canva and then I printed that, so it just counted as like a a print, not a card. And I think it was only like six cents per one. So you could actually put a picture on there and make your own. Do you get what I'm kind of saying? Is this making sense, Mom? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of what I did instead of because some cards are like expensive each if you get like the card stock or whatever. So maybe you can budget on the card and then still send them. I don't or know. Or the ones that are local, kind of drop them off, yeah. leave, just set them on their door, you know, or whatever, and and then send the ones away. I remember, I mean, literally, when I went through all these, I got cards from everybody on my street even. Like, it was like, nobody does that that I know of on my street, or I just don't get them anymore because mm-hmm. um, it was like just a lot of cards. Like, and yeah. so I do get, most of the cards I get now, I'm going to admit, are picture cards. They're not yeah. just... Cards, but, but that's like a little tip to like maybe save money on picture cards. That's what I did. I just could. The only reason I did it is because it was last minute and I needed to like print them like ASAP. But I was like, oh man, this saved me quite a bit of money. So. Yeah. And we'll dive more into all the holiday tips and stuff and um, what you guys think. Put some input on the page and we'll discuss more of that stuff because it's pretty interesting to see yeah. what the differences and what everybody does. And we did this episode a little bit longer for you so your bath can be a little bit longer. So I hope you enjoyed it and you guys have a great day. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.